welcome back to the Across the Pod NFL podcast. It's time for another episode in our mini-series where I go through each place I visited for an NFL game last season. So, last episode was all about Green Bay and experiencing a game at Lambeau Field, which was, as you'll see in the podcast, if you haven't listened to it yet, it's a great experience and one I couldn't couldn't, um, recommend more. But then, of course, the next day after the game, I made that flight from Green Bay to Pittsburgh, which is what this episode is about today. And it was nerdy flight. As mentioned in the last episode, Steve took me there, my Airbnb host, to the airport, got my flight. Um, it left so early in the morning. So my flight left Green Bay at 5.40 in the morning and wasn't arriving to Pittsburgh until 1.24 in the afternoon. Um, and it did stop up around 9 o'clock in the morning in Atlanta. Had a quick hour, hour and a half to two hour change there. And then arrived to Pittsburgh on time. And what I loved on the flight from Green Bay is that there was snow all around the airport. And there was, you know, there, there was concerns for me for a little bit that they weren't going to take off. But I suppose in America, they're more used to the snow than the Brits. If it was a British um, flight that was um, had snow around it, there's no way that flight would leave. Um, but yeah, as you add sort of this, um, as anyone who's been to Pittsburgh airport will know, when you arrive in Pittsburgh, one of the first things you see after getting off is a tribute to James Franco. Uh, so obviously his most famous play, one of the NFL's most famous plays, the Immaculate Reception. Um, sadly, a month after I saw this, uh, James Franco did actually pass away um, literally around the time of the anniversary, the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Uh, he was going to get um, honoured for that. Um, there was a game between the Raiders and Steelers, which is all going to be on prime time. You know, it was going to be... Um, He's going to be there for a big ceremony about it and sort of 50th anniversary of it. So sadly, yeah, he couldn't make it. Um, but I think most people who've been to Pittsburgh will remember their their first part in the airport where what you do see is the the big statue, the big tribute to James Franco. Um, certainly a, a very famous moment in, in Pittsburgh history, let alone sports history. And then, of course, um, I did allude to it in the last episode where I was actually meeting up with a family friend, um, Harry. So this goes back years and years ago. So we lived in the Midlands for a few years, around about Telford for a few years. And we had friends there. So his brother was in my brother's year and I was in his year at school. And, you know, uh, it was the same age. I don't think we actually went to school together. I think we moved to it. But we always kept in contact. You know, we've met up since. But we actually were trying to work it out when we were together, how long it'd been. And I don't really... We didn't. Neither of us knew how long it was. It's certainly more than ten years, but it's probably a lot longer than that. But it's um, you know, it was a thing where I was planning to go on this trip, and I said to Harry, "Look, I'm going to be in Pittsburgh. Do you want to meet up for a drink?" And he very kindly um said I could stay at his. He had a spare room, so that was yeah, that was very very nice. I mean, his house was spectacular, by the way. But so you know, get the airport, meet up with Harry. Um, and yeah, we made the way back to his and we stopped off at the way at the Chick-fil-A, which I thought was superb. And then we went on to um, this little great view you had of the whole city. So you saw the Acrisol Stadium, you know, you saw the, the the big bridge, you saw the PNC Park, the Pittsburgh Pirate Stadium, and there's a, a great view. And I uh, believe it was called something like, I, I can't remember what the, what the actual every room we called, but it was such a nice view um, on that. You saw so much of Pittsburgh. Um, 
I want to say it was something like, I want to say it was Duquesne Heights or something like that. But you saw everything. So you saw so much of the, of the downtown as well. Um, pretty, a lovely city, a lovely city and very, very old school, I'd say. Um, a lot of industrial stuff, but very, very nice to look at. And, you know, I'm sure Harry's had a blast living there. Um, but, you know, we saw all this old train track. There was a lot of stuff you saw on the... Um, in in this um sort of place where you had the views but you know after that there was a thing of you know we carried on walking around but then eventually ended up you know um getting to harry's um well that weekend was um what they call friendsgiving in america so a lot of time a lot of friends will meet up the weekend before thanksgiving and they will um do basically thanksgiving based stuff like a lot of food and people coming together so how he was preparing for that he was hosting the event so we went out and got some food from the supermarket um went then to get some food ourselves afterwards went to get some food um had some nice food there and then the next day was um and we arrived on a friday so this is a saturday morning we just again we explored more of um of pittsburgh you know got some lunch from this bar had some great pizza and then the evening was when the Friendsgiving was happening. So one thing Harry made sure, also I was the exception because I was only I was only visiting for a few days, but about maybe 15, 16 of his friends were there and everyone had to bring something. So one of his friends made the turkey. One of his friends, they were bringing stuff like, you know, this pecan pie or sweet potato mash. Um, There's all different kind of food that were, that were being, given out and every friend of his would bring something with us. So the food was superb. It was, um, you know, it was really nice and really cool to experience um, a Thanksgiving like event because, you know, in the UK, there are some people that do celebrate it, but most people, including myself, have never once celebrated Thanksgiving. And it was really cool to experience it actually in America because it's one of the most famous holidays. I think a lot of times they say a lot of Americans actually celebrate Thanksgiving more than Christmas. Um, but, you know, being a big fan of things like How I Met Your Mother and Friends and big American TV shows, you always, you know, you always see about Thanksgiving, you always see episodes based on it. Um, so it was really nice to experience a proper American tradition. And again, just to just meet new people, which I always loved doing, um, was, was always great. And carried on the evening. So we, after, you know, we had the food, we, had a lot of time drinking and then chilling and um, mingling. And then we then we ended up going to a um, a nightclub, I believe. Or was it a bar? One of the two. It probably was a bar more than a nightclub. But we went to a few bars afterwards. I had a great time. I, I thought it was really good. Um, and it was a really fun evening. It was so nice to, yeah, first of all, to see Harry. I've not seen him in years. So it was nice to spend time with him again. Um, and we, we made, made a promise after the... Um, when I, when I was about to leave that we'd make sure it was less than 10 years until we meet again um but yeah that was a fantastic evening his friends were all really really nice and then yeah, Sunday um was the day of the game which was going to see the Pittsburgh Steelers host the Cincinnati Bengals in Actress Stadium which you know people would always call it Heinz Field which I actually on board with it's a bit like you know in Wales people still call it the Millennium Stadium even though it has been changed to Principality Stadium you know Heinz Field still feels like the right thing to call it, but 
So there were, you know, some of his friends were planning on on joining us for the game. We got tickets on the day of the game. Um, they're about fifty dollars each, something like that, maybe sixty dollars. But but yeah, so we had a few friends who planned to join us, but I think they were all hung over in the end. So we just mean Harrywood, which was absolutely fine. That was no problem at all. Um, yeah, we so he drove us up to the stadium. We we got parking. We parked the car and we we our way walked to the stadium. And what I loved was, especially on the way to the stadium rather than the way back, because it was daytime and there was light and you could see your surroundings. But there's such a nice walk you can make to the stadium. So we parked. I want to say, um, you know, about maybe a twenty minute walk to the stadium, maybe half an hour at most, but. Some of the things you see on the way are really nice, really cool. You know, you there was some nice buildings which had Christmas stuff prepared already, which, you know, was a bit like the UK. They do it miles in advance. But you go through this park, which had some really nice scenic walks. Especially, as mentioned before, I, in autumn is a great time for stuff like that. And you know, some great, some great views. Now. And also, then you go on this bridge, which has the lake, which has the stadium around it. So that is a picture that I... I love seeing even to this day, you know, you're walking past big lake, you see the stadium ahead. Um, well, actually, you can see a couple of people already in their seat in about three, four hours before the game started, which, you know, I'm not against, but I am, um, that seems a bit too early. Uh, I like to get there maybe an hour before. That's my sort of perfect time, half an hour to an hour before the game, because I, I like play, watching players warm up, but I also like um, getting there and, you know, the game's about to start. But what I love about the stadium is that most stadiums, what you do when you go from a bit where you scan your ticket, you go through security and you get to your seat, the walk from there to there is pretty much what you see. You see bars, whether it's food, whether it's drink, and you see the occasional memorabilia or or pro shop. But what I love with, what I loved about the um, Steeler Stadium was that actually what you're getting is almost like a stadium tour or museum on the way to your seat. So, you know, um, you know, quick, you walk first, first thing you walk in, you buy the toilets and you see such legendary players around you, like you know, Terry Bradshaw, the one I can remember the top of my head that was prominent in these um, pictures you have. And the next thing you know, you see some college players. So you Dan Marino, which of course is a, a Dolphins legend. Um, so when I had actually the pleasure of talking to and asking a question to on, on, on their FaceTime, uh, that was through uh, the How's That Be at Finter Nation organised that. That was fantastic. But there was a few stuff by him because obviously he went to Pitt in college. So he was a, you know, did fall in the draft, but he was a, a college legend. And of course, he is from Pittsburgh as well. So um, you know, if you have watched his football life, you'll know that, you know, he chose up because he wanted to stay at home and all that. But yeah, absolute legend. And there was stuff by him there. And you walk around, even above the, um, I remember above the concession stands, you see... They have different moments in history, like a timeline of famous Steelers moments. So, of the loads of things you get there, like the Immaculate Reception was talked about there, and I believe there was a San Antonio home sing later on. But yeah, you're walking past a massive, just a massive timeline of of Steelers history. And then next thing you see, you see worn jersey. So you see the likes of Joe Mean Joe Green was one I remember. You know, wearing a big semi five. There was a worn jersey by him. So much stuff. There were Super Bowls um, that you could walk past as well. Actually, I think that for me is, I thought was the coolest stadium, one of the coolest stadiums I went to for, for that reason alone, Aquasil Stadium. And, you know, we then got our seat and our seats were fantastic. We were, again, 
like a lot of my seats were, they were around about the corner of the end zone. But what I lived with, a bit like a bit like Tennessee Stadium, a bit like the US Bank, and what would have been the Bank of America if I'd gone for a day game, same as Soldier Field, is you get a few of the downtown, which I think, if you can get that in a stadium, makes it 10 times better in my eyes. And that's the kind of stadium I like. I'm not now I'm not a big fan of these new stadiums. Like I like US Bank, which is fairly new, but I don't I didn't like SoFi. I don't like a lot of these ones because it just feels a bit soulless. There's no history behind it. And you're just in, it's almost getting to the point now with the new Titan Stadium coming out, the new Buffalo Bill Stadium. It's all going to be the same. And I I like stadiums with history and character. That's why I love Lambert Field. That's why I like Arrowhead. And that's why I love um, Aquasaur Stadium because, again, so much is the, until it is still now, the joint's most successful, um, joint most successful team in NFL history along with the, the Patriots with six Super Bowls each. Um, and yeah, so so much history behind this team, though. The yellow and black is so unique to um, not just Pitts, not just the NFL, but also Pittsburgh sports. I mean, they all wear, you know, black and yellow Pittsburgh Penguins and, you know, the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates and all that. And, you know, it's a part of the city. And yeah, I, and obviously the, the game itself, you know, made it an even better experience because it was uh, such a, I think it was, I want to say, out my trip there, the biggest combined score in any game. So I believe it was 38 35. I'm just going to get the score up now. Um, so 2022, the game finished 37 30. Um, it was quite the game. And I will say it was cold. It was really, really cold. But I mentioned Lambert Field, and it was a, it was a cold few weeks, really, because Tennessee was cold, uh, Green Bay was cold, and then um, Pittsburgh was cold as well, and that I I don't know which was more cold, whether it was um, you know, it were, whether it's Green Bay or Pittsburgh, very similar, I'd say. I'd say maybe Green Bay just, but very much. Like, I don't think there's much in it, but yeah, the game itself made it made it also made it warmer in a way because you were, there was constant stuff going on. I actually missed a touchdown. I went for a, went for a wee and came back, and I, I missed the Bengals touchdown, but. Honest, I'd rather miss that than a Steelers touchdown. Made my thing, my feelings clear on Joe Barrow, and um, you know I, I like I like the Steelers as a home team. I, I like like them scoring, but you know Bengals did win by thirty-seven points to thirty. But the game itself was good. But the stage, my left, the atmosphere was great as well. I mean, the Steelers fans, whilst they certainly expressed their annoyance about um, the fact that they weren't doing very well at one point, and you know Kenny Pickett was still decisive, and some fans weren't on board with him yet. Um, I don't think they even are now, some of them. Um, so the atmosphere was a bit of tension to the air, but also just it was a brilliant atmosphere. And, um, stadium was pretty much packed. And I thought it was definitely one, if you wanted to go to game in Pittsburgh, you have to go because you get the history, you get the atmosphere, and you get what what I love, an old school stadium. So it's so cool. And, you know, when you walk out of the stadium, there's actually a Christmas tree outside the stadium, which I thought was quite unique. Um, but yeah, overall, you know, w- walked out of the stadium, picked up actually a terrible towel um, on the, off the floor. So I, I could wash it, but if I'm honest, it loses that, loses that authenticity if it's, um, if it is, um, you know, if it is clean. So, but yeah, that was, a, yeah, again, that's the stadium I would give a lot of high praise to, a lot of history to it, a lot of old schoolness. It's not modern at all, which I love. And yeah, good atmosphere. And our seats were really good as well. And we were sort of, I mentioned before, by the end zone, we're probably maybe 
20 to 30 or 40 rows up from the front. So yeah, pretty good seats and only about $50. So yeah, can't really fault um fault it. And we went home, we had leftovers from the night before, from the Thanksgiving. And and yeah, that's pretty much where my time in Pittsburgh ended. So three full days, that was really it. Um, And yeah, that, that was really my time in Pittsburgh. So before I go, just once again, huge thank you to Harry for having me over and having me stay at yours um, had a great time and yeah look forward to um seeing hopefully Pittsburgh again in the future I would definitely go back to the stadium I think from now on a point I'm doing that after this year I'm going to try and sort of aim really to go to only go back to games in America if it's a Dolphins involved because as great as I've enjoyed all these games in America when it's your own team involved it makes it 20-30 times more enjoyable but in the meantime this has been the Crosserpod podcast I've been your host, Andy, and we'll see you guys for the next episode, which is all about the Hall of Fame in Cleveland. See you guys for that episode.